0: And sometimes it doesn't look like the way we thought it was supposed to look like because His ways are higher than our ways and His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. But God is looking not so much about the journey that you're going on but the finish line that you're going to attain in life. How will you finish this life is what He's concerned about. And if He takes you through some struggles and some hardship to build some character in you, that is probably more valuable to you finishing your race than you avoiding those kinds of conflicts in life. You see, we are in a war. We are in a battle. We are bringing in eternal realms into this earth realm. And sometimes we lose track of that. But see, what God is wanting, and this is where all these hallmark of faith people were, is they had a faith that continued after life. You need to let that sink in. There was an after life faith. What am I believing God for in my life? See, this is where I'm at right now in my own walk. These are my personal journey notes, folks. My personal journey right now is what am I doing with my life that when I die, that there is an afterlife faith still moving? Do you know why I wrote books? I didn't write books that you would read my books. I wrote those books so when I die, people will read those books. I put something in place that will be sustained after I'm gone. You see, I want us to begin to think at a higher level than just trying to survive my week or my day. Why is my life here? Why am I been placed in this moment of time? i got to watch time, by the way. Why am I here, and how will my life count and leave a mark in this earth? That when I'm gone, it's still leaving a mark. And that's what legacy is about. That is about having a heritage. Who am I investing in by faith that they will accomplish what I didn't get accomplished? And that's what your leaders do here. They believe in you that you will accomplish the things that they have dreamt about doing with their own lives, but may not get there to finish it. But you would be the extension of that into the earth. And that literally has nothing to do with your personal life. It has everything to do with the faith. The overall faith that's larger than can I just survive my circumstance. Now I'm not diminishing the things that we go through. But I'm looking at it in the opposite way in this day, that the things that I'm suffering for has been an honor to suffer for because I'm standing for what Christ, what he actually believes about who I am and what I can accomplish in the earth. I better find my notes. There are realms that are still unfolding in this hour and beginning to unfold. I look at people who gave their life for the faith. We all know who they are. We can name all kinds of names. But I see people just even in recent history like Kim Clement and Bob Jones. Different ones that said, I see, I have a faith for after I'm gone that there's a move of God that's still coming. And there is people's faith in times past today that we are actually being engaged into not even realizing it. Do you know what the oldest prophecy in America is? It came in 1697 by a woman named Jane Lead. Anyone hear of this? She had a faith for a day that there would be a priesthood of Melchizedek that would rise up and they would bring an awakening and a reformation into the very earth itself to redeem it. This is the oldest prophecy in America. We ought to be reading it. You see, there was somebody that that said, I see something afar off that's yet to come, and I have faith after I'm gone that that will become what God wants to be. And now today we're in that very moment of time of that prophecy unfolding and not even realizing it's unfolding. There is a connection of our faith in the faith to the past, but also into the future of where God wants to take us. And so, all of us are setting today with the faith resting on us. Skipping pages. But we have doubt and unbelief. That mindset that we've been talking about. Doubt is the inward fighting of faith. And unbelief is the outward fight of faith. Internally we're fighting. Externally we're fighting. There's things coming against us trying to stop you today. And what is happening is this is this is trying to deny you your sonship and part of the sonship of the faith is to enter into these realms with Christ and be seated with him and understand his ways and paths. And somehow we're about to to switch a flip a switch and come into an understanding of how God actually does things instead of how we assume he does things. Our assumptions is based in our reasoning, and the ways of God is based in His internal intentions. And so those intentions are coming into the earth, and that's why sometimes we have internal battles that we're fighting about our faith, and sometimes we have external battles we're fighting about our faith. It's because He is bringing something that we don't know how to handle quite yet, but yet it is, it is important that we get a grip on it for the moment of time we're in. We're not going to solve the cultural issues with our reasoning and our mind. We're going to solve it with an invasion of God's spirit into the earth. And the earth is crying for this redemption. Crying for us to manifest as sons and daughters. And not just manifest because I memorized some scripture. And I'm not diminishing memorizing scripture. I'm not teaching, instruction, study, all of those things. But it comes down to those memorizing this is not a replacement for a relationship with Him, and if if all of our faith is based on doctrinal memorization and not real relationship, we are utterly failing. You see, we, God is wanting to have such a deep relationship with us like Enoch that we begin to see things of how he does and works everything out. If you read the book of Enoch, please do not read supplemental things if you're not reading your Bible. You shouldn't even be reading books unless you're reading your Bible. You get all messed up. If you go read the book of Enoch, you'll find that God was showing him all kinds of things. And because of that, he was coming into the earth and telling people this is how this works and this is how he wanted this to work and that's how that should be adjusted. And he's wanting us to be like Enoch's in this hour and start to enter into places in him where he can speak to us things that would begin to set us in a a correct path. Oh boy. Oh boy. Skippy, skippy. Oh, let's just get to the end of this. So faith, real faith, the faith is to take you into sacred places. It is, it is to wreck you. You hear what I'm saying? He literally wants you wrecked today with real faith because you stepped into a sacred place and that sacred place convicts you. It brings the fear of the Lord upon you. It brings a reverence for Him. It brings an action in your heart that demands a response inside your heart. It causes you to reevaluate your priorities and your values. It causes you to rise up and be who He says you are. To stare at your circumstance that you've allowed to influence you and say, no, that circumstance is under my feet. I'm at a higher plateau than that. That is a worldly thing, and I'm coming from a spiritual plateau. I'm coming from a heavenly perspective, and that thing has to give way. It cannot be there no more. Cannot. And when we start to have the faith... To enter into places we have never entered into before, it's a game changer. It completely changes your perspectives and everything about life. So I want to read something out of the Bible. Then I'm going to read something from Smith Wigglesworth. Then I'm going to share my personal notes. And then I'm going to preach for four more hours and then we'll go home. Oh, no, I'm, I'm... I'm coming in for a landing, okay? In Romans 4.17, as is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, you know, he's talking about Abraham. And He said he staggered not at the promises of God, but became fully persuaded that God was able to do it. Meaning that at one point in his life, he wasn't fully persuaded. And sometimes we're not fully persuaded, and so we go and try to fill ourselves with promises to get ourselves fully persuaded. And I just read you the key to the whole thing, and we missed it. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Where was it written? Do you ever read your Bible and ask questions? Where was it written? Was it written on a tablet? Was it written on a parchment? Or was it written in heaven? Did Abraham access heaven and saw something written about his life that suddenly shifted him to be fully persuaded of his destiny upon the earth? Got you thinking now, don't I? Somewhere something was written. Where was was it written at? And how did he access it to know what was written? Because something shifted him. I don't think maybe, maybe he struggled through some doubt and unbelief. But the doubt and unbelief was that he could actually hear what God actually had to say about him. Now it's easy for us to say, I heard what God said. And sometimes it could be our mind or our imagination and really not the voice of God. And sometimes it's very clear it's the voice of God. But I'm going to tell you something, it's a whole nother thing. Why didn't God say, it is said, instead it is written? See, I ask these questions. Why was it written? Because he wanted him to go to the place where it originated from and see it himself. That's what I said. We have a secondhand gospel. You believe what I tell you instead of you searching it out to see if it's really true. That's some honesty, isn't it? Oh, let's get to the ending. He actually went to a place where it was a live word, a living word. It is written. Talk about Smith Wigglesworth. Boom, boom, almost there. Smith Wigglesworth was not getting answers when he prayed for the sick. He was taken to a house where a young woman was lying on a bed, very helpless. The reason reason had gone, many things were manifested, there was satanic activity. She was only a young woman, very beautiful child, The husband, a young man, came in with the baby, leaned over to kiss the wife, and the moment he did, she threw herself on the other side as a lunatic would. It was heartbreaking. He took the baby, pressed the baby's lips to the mother, again, another wild thing happened. I asked the one who was tending have you anybody to help and they said no we have we had we had everything but I said have you had any spiritual help and the husband said no you think that we believe in God after we had seven weeks of no sleep and manic conditions then a young woman of 18 or so grinned at me and passed out of the door and that brought me to a place of compassion and with all my faith I began to penetrate the heavens and I was soon out of that house and I will tell you I, will ne- I never saw a man get anything from God who prayed on the earth. If you get anything from God you have to pray into heaven for it is all there. Remember what I said the realms of God are the completeness of God. They will not if you do not, they will never come. And I saw in the presence of God the limitations of my own faith, personal faith. And there came another faith, a faith that could not be denied, a faith that took my promise of faith, a faith that believed God's word beyond believing just his word. God gave me a faith that could shake hell and anything else. And I said, come out of her in the mighty name of Jesus. And she rolled over and fell asleep for the first time in weeks. These guys of old accessed into these realms by faith and pulled things out of those realms into the earth realm. And you look at his testimony. He said, I was struggling in my own faith for this to happen. And if you're struggling in your own faith today for things to happen... Step into a higher level of faith and step into that realm where God wants you to be living from. That is a higher plateau of faith than we could ever imagine. And it is the completeness of everything. Personal journey notes. And then we're going to baptize people. Isn't that going to be exciting? I love it. Here's what God said. We were singing the songs about glory. We're singing about resurrection. We're singing about things that are leading into baptism. And here's what God told me. This is just right over there. He said, the realm of glory is the transformation realm. And what's going to happen today, he said, water baptism is coming from the realm of glory. Salvation comes from the realm of glory. Resurrection comes from the realm of glory. And, of course, here I am asking my questions now. And I start seeing this pattern emerging, and then the Lord says, regeneration comes from that realm. And he says, don't you see the pattern that's emerging? They're all transforming a person, and the transformation is from glory to glory, from deep to deep, from extreme to extreme. There's a transforma- it's a transformational realm that you enter into, and when you enter into baptism, and this is what I really believe will happen this morning, When you enter into baptism, be it your body or your head, (laughs) it will be a transformational glory that will come upon you. The same glory that saved you, the same glory that resurrected him, the same glory that regenerates us, will come upon you. And it isn't just an an act or a sacrament type thing that we do. It is actually we're stepping into a realm of glory... And accessing it and saying, I'm giving it all, here I am, God. And so when I saw that, I started asking these questions, because you know, that's how you do things. At least it is how for me. And I asked God this question, and now you can go on the journey with me with homework. Is there seven, there's seven glories? So what are those seven transformational things that go on in our lives? Get you thinking. Done. Inner realms. Change mindset. Baptize your head. Seriously. Go through a transformation of how you think. Inner realm of glory. See, he wants to take us from glory to glory, to glory. He wants to take you from regeneration, salvation, regeneration, water baptism, transformation, resurrection at the end. But I think there's some more setting in there and I don't know what they are because I don't have that yet. I'm just telling you what I got setting over there a few minutes ago. Maybe now you see how God speaks to me and then I go down my paths and how I try to unpack those things. So God bless you all. I love you dearly. I'll tell you what I tell people a lot of times, go do something, we get to heaven, we'll talk about it. If you don't do anything, we have nothing to talk about probably. Go write a book. Access it. See where you're at. Thank you so much.